I think it, it really comes down to two words, genuine concern. Am I genuinely concerned about those that I serve? And so when I look at leadership, it is about service to others. It's about leadership by example, okay? And also realizing that one person can make a difference. And if you are the I, me, and my guy, it doesn't work. It has to be the we, us, and our. Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome to the show today, and uh, so glad that you're with us. And, uh, you know, as we are, I don't know, what, what are we here past? Uh, two, I've lost count, but we're at like episode 200 and something. We're, we're over 200 now. And I have been looking forward to this conversation for some time because I've known today's guest for, gosh, for what's it going on? Uh, maybe four years now. It's it's been a minute. That, it, uh, it, it has been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the show. So our guest today is Verge Palumbo, and Ver- Verge is, uh, uh, was honored to serve in the Marine Corps as an infantry officer. A number of different uh, billets assignments there. Today, serving as the president of organizational efficiency for K Force Inc. And uh, we'll learn just a little bit more about organizational efficiency, I'm sure. But uh, Verge is also a student of leadership. And uh, I don't know, I mean, I read a lot of books. I'm not sure I know anybody who's read more books or reads more books on a daily basis than Verge Palumbo. So Verge, welcome to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul. So glad to have you. David, it's an honor to be here and thank you for having me. And it does seem like yesterday we we met, uh, it was in uh, Petersburg uh, and it just, just, Seems like yesterday, but it's probably four and a half years ago. So it's amazing how quick time flies. It really is. It really is. And so uh, when we're talking about meeting, uh, K-Force has been a, a long-term client of ours and uh, Verge was serving as a regional president for many years in that uh, capacity. And so we got to do a lot of leadership work and development work together. So, okay, Verge, let's learn a little bit more about you. Take us back your earliest memory of yourself as a leader. So I had to go back to third grade and uh, my best friend, uh, uh, Jim Jarvis, who's now a doctor at UPMC and uh, in Pittsburgh. And uh, I was involved with the student council. And so, and I I can't remember what we were trying to do, but a third grader doesn't have much power. Okay. It's not like, you know, you know, a Senator. Okay. And, uh, And I just remember being a part of that and understanding or my introduction, not understanding, you never fully comprehend something. It's just learning um, how the process works and and uh, and being a part of that. And then as I progressed through, you know, um, those years, I just felt like a calling to try to to serve and, and to lead. So that would be my first memory. <laughs> I love it. Third grade. That's going a ways back. I'm I ways imagine back. That, uh... What's the uh, the parliamentary procedure look like? Is it like I, I yield my time to the honored gentleman from room three twelve? You know exactly the third grader from East End of Wimber <laughs> Area School District. <laughs> you know, but those and I find that, and that's one of the things I love about. I know you you've been a fan, listen to the show. I love the ways that our leadership expresses itself so early in life and all the different kinds of interests and things and, and what comes out of that. So, all right. So you've been a, a Marine Corps officer, uh, president in this organization for uh, a number of years. Um, when you think of human centered leadership, what does that mean to you when, as opposed to maybe other variations, but what does human centered leadership mean for you? I think it, it really comes down to two words, genuine concern. 
And so am I genuinely concerned about those that I serve? And so when I look at leadership, um, it is about service to others. It's about leadership by example, okay? And also realizing that one person can make a difference. And if you are the I, me, and my guy, right, or gal, it, it doesn't work. It has to be the we, us, and our. And, uh, and as a leader, uh, General Tom Jones, my regimental commander in Haiti, he always talks about leadership is dangerous. It's like a, it's like smoking cigarettes where it has the warning label and it should say leadership is dangerous unless you have genuine concern. And so to me, that's, that's human centered leadership. Wow. Genuine concern. I love that warning label too. Leadership is dangerous. I might extend it. Leadership is dangerous period full stop. Because yeah. if you do have genuine concern, which I would completely agree with, that carries challenges all its own, doesn't it? Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, the knife will always cut both ways. So you've got to balance that with mission accomplishment and those types of things. But at the end of the day, um, this is just my belief in the narrative of my head. People can smell intentions a mile away. Yeah. And, and, and as instinctive animals, we could smell that. We know if that person, he or she is, is, is really doing something for their glory or your best interest. Yeah. I, I truly believe that, you know, people aren't dumb. They know. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Exactly. They know. So, well, let's, I want to explore this just a little bit farther because it is uh, in, in our programs, when we talk about trust and the different components of building trust, you've got uh, credibility. Do I know what you're doing? Uh, reliability. Can I trust you to keep your word? Um, the, the connection, do I know you as a human being? And then that fourth one is what you're talking about. And it's the leverages everything else. It's either a multiplier or a divider. Do I believe you have my best interest at heart? And that's what you're calling genuine concern. Do I believe exactly. you're genuinely concerned about me? So, okay. So with that foundation, one of the questions that comes up in programs from leaders is, what you were just expressing, I do have the organizational objectives I'm accountable for. I do need to achieve these things. Sometimes that's going to be hard to say. How do I balance? How do I do the both and of genuine concern for the human beings on my team and the mission or the objective? And as a military officer, I mean, I'm sure I know that you have lived that in a very real way. Yes. I mean, I think it's, I think it goes back to another, um, uh, thought and it's vault, right? So valued, accepted, understood, loved, and trusted. So everybody in the team should feel that, right? Are they valued? Are they accepted? Are they understood? They loved and trusted. And, and that was a big concept. And I learned that from uh, um, Dan Poltz, who I just had breakfast with this morning and fought in the most brutal battle in Vietnam, Gatlin's Corner. So now if everyone understands vault, they also understand the mission, right? And they understand the the risks of the mission. I mean, so, and, I, and I'll use corporate America. We all know if you're in a publicly held organization, there's times we have to tighten the belt. And sometimes, you know, we have to make very hard decisions that impact lives. And, and that whole philosophy of it's nothing personal, it's business is one of the biggest lies ever, right? And if you read the book, it even goes into a couple of pages of why it's a great lie, okay? Because it is personal and, and we are making a difference in people's lives. So I go back to if, if the team understands and we have that feeling going back to vault, then you understand the risks of the mission, okay? And as a leader, it is tough, right? 
you know, was uh, was heavy, heavy, heavy as the the crown. Okay, on the head. Okay, that's part of leadership, and and that's making those tough decisions um, and moving an organization forward. All right, that uh, that vault is powerful. So valued, appreciated, understood, Exce- accepted, accepted, understood, accepted, accepted understood, understood, loved, loved and trusted. And then going and going a little deeper in love, and this goes back to General Jones, agape love. So I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, you know, really, what's this? Okay. But there's, I guess, four words for love in, in Greek. And agape is the highest form of love, right? It is a love without any expectation. And, you know, there's there's so many great stories in history of where you see a leader that he or she has shown agape love. They have no expectation, right, um, uh, of something back. They're just trying to make the world get to its best version of itself. So, mm. and ultimately, I think that's what's at the heart of leadership. Is you know, it's that hope, that belief that we can have a better future if we work together. That it's going to be bigger than you or I can do on our own. And yep. that that concern and compassion. I just I love them. Just enjoying this conversation so much. The genuine concern. That a leader has that that is the defining characteristic of a human-centered leader yep. thank you for that verge you know as you're talking about genuine concern caring for your people um and the culture environment that that creates for them and the, the knowledge they also have of the mission and as everybody's working together yep. one of the ways that that you expressed that um for many years and it's you've wrapped it up since but is you wrote constantly, like every day you would write to support your people. I think you started at the beginning of the pandemic, right? Yep. Um, uh, and I was just so touched by that in, in such a powerful way. So you would write an email to everybody in your organization, right? Uh, yes. Or at least those who chose to, to get it. Um, but what were you writing? What were you sharing? Every day you were sharing something. Um. I'll tell you why I was doing it. Okay. Um, you try to go through life without regrets. And uh, there was a situation when I was at the Naval Academy. I wish I would have offered a word of encouragement. And I didn't. Um, and, uh, and unfortunately, um, my teammate, he took his life. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't know. I don't know if my words would have made an impact. But I could still feel at the, in the child line, you know, we would uh, King Hall, you would have everyone's back. And I, I just wish I would have turned around and said, hey, man, it's going to be OK. Don't let them get to you. Right. And I didn't. And I have no reason. I have no excuse. So that that's something I think about. And then as we were alone, right, we were alone in the pandemic. We were isolated. Like what about a word of encouragement, right? Just a little word, something that lets somebody know, hey, this guy up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania from Wimber, PA, he cares about you, right? And so, so we developed a, a, a daily email and it was Motivational Monday, Training Tuesday, Wellness Wednesday, Thankful Thursday, and Financial Friday. And so we had a normal cadence and um, it would be rise and grind, okay? But I always ended the way my grandmother, uh, when I went off to the Naval Academy, uh, my grandma Palumbo would say, hey, the phone's on, the coffee's warm and strong, and the kitchen light's on. And that meant comfort to me, right? 
And so I ended it and, and it became a tag, right? So, and, um, and then, uh, you know, we ended it just recently. It was the right time to, to make that transition. So it was just my way of trying to say, give a little hope, give a little encouragement and let, let people know they're not alone. Uh, it's so beautiful. And I didn't know where that came from, nor did I know where the tag came from. I'm learning so yeah. much, but I did. I, and I, Hey, listen, I was a, I was a recipient of these emails too. I, I enjoyed getting them and, and learned things. And so there's the one of just providing the hope, the encouraging word, the comfort. And you had the intentionality. Uh, and so this is something I'm sure that has happened in different ways, but like, it's okay. You said financial Friday or wellness Wednesday. Yep. Uh, you're investing in specific ways in your people and it's genuine concern going beyond just, Hey, are you doing all right? Yep. You know, or, Hey, I, I care. I want to make sure you're, you're staying healthy or, you know, that kind of thing. Like these broad generalities, like you were getting to a deeper level of compassion, care, concern for your folks and investing in them in some different ways. Why did you make those choices? And, and, what prompted you know, those specific areas, I guess? Well, I, I'd go back to my training as a, as a Marine infantry officer. And I've, I've believed, well, I've, I was taught, okay, and, and the narrative I have on my head is strategy without tactics is an hallucination. And, and so, and I, you know, hear my teams, when I had teams, I, I talked to them about that. If we can't tactically produce tactical outputs and tangible things. It's just a hallucination, right? And so to me, I wanted to be able to give something to an individual and say, hey, here's one thing, one thing that could possibly improve your life, right? Hey, here's one way to create wealth. Here's one step, right? And then create that dialogue or create that curiosity. So then the individual say, hey, you know, I never thought about that. Maybe that's why I'm not sleeping right. Okay. Or, you know, unthankful Thursday, I didn't know about that human being and that person can motivate if he, he or she can do it. So can I, right? So, so that was the idea. Um, cause I, I, I believe, you know, at the end of the day, you have to, you know, you have to be able to execute at the tactical level. So that was kind of the whole thought on it. Yeah. Well, and when we talk, talk about, uh, uh leadership without losing your soul, you know, we are all about those practical tactical yep steps we can take. And I just, that is such a beautiful one that to be able to support, encourage and invest in people. And it took some of your time. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I'm not recommending everybody listening, go out and start a daily email because that's a huge investment and uh, not everyone is wired quite like Verge here, <laughs> but what can you do to invest in support and encourage your folks uh, on a regular kind of way? So hopefully Verge is just giving you some ideas. All right, so I want to uh, uh, take a, a, some of the time we have left, go to a, another topic. And, uh, and I have not prepared Verge at all for these questions. Just uh, he's, he's hitting them. He's getting them the same time you are, listeners. So Verge, I'm going to tell you something that among leaders that I have met in corporate America, and I've met many, many of them, thousands and thousands and thousands around the world. When it comes to dealing with stress and high pressure, I'm going to put pressure in quotes, situations, you are definitely in the upper echelon of how people respond to stress from a leadership position. 
you know, somebody runs in with a, oh my gosh, my hair's on fire and all these things are happening and, and so forth. And you have a particular approach, a perspective, a way, some phrases that I thought might be particularly helpful, some perspective that you could share with our listeners to help in navigating those high pressure, intense, stressful situations. So, well, I guess it goes back to a, a simple equation, and I think it's from the writer, Brian Knight. It's the event plus the response equals the outcome, right? E so, plus R equals O. E plus R equals O. And the only thing I can control is my response. So, you know, you go to the business world, a client just went south. That's outside your, you know, that's outside your control, right? Um you know, uh, you go back to 08, right? The financial meltdown, okay? All those things. So then it comes down to what's your response, right? And I always, I believe, right, from the training, okay, is you have the ability to think, right? And and uh, my cousin Ray, the general, um, always say, before you go the last 100 yards, okay, go the first six inches between your ears, right? So now I'm processing, and, and there's basically two responses. There's above the line and below the line. So if you're above the line, you're going to be noble. You're going to be intentional. Okay. And if you're below the line, you're going to blame, complain, defend. And then, then that, that little simple equation will help determine the outcome. And that's why, you know, when we talk about command presence, right? If someone comes in and they say, oh my, oh, the, you know, the, the sky's falling. And then you start, they had the sky's falling. You start running around. Okay. That's not a good response, okay? But if you can be calm, right? Your stomach may be turning, right? But if you can be calm and intentional, calm is contagious, right? Mm -hmm. Just like fear is contagious. Mm -hmm. So to me, you know, um, and in every bad situation, right? I, I don't want to be Pollyannish. There are some really horrible things that happen in the world, right? And, and it's not going to be, oh, it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. But at the same time, if you can think about it and can turn it into a positive experience, okay, um, and and get directional, okay, you can make the the worst the best out of a worst case scenario. That's just how I look at it. Yeah, and when you're when you're talking about our response, you know, a couple things that come to mind. One, you were just talking about the contagion of emotions, and emotions yes. are contagious, and that's why, from a leadership perspective, if calm is contagious, if fear is contagious the emotional component of our leadership and understanding how human beings process and what happens is critical for, for helping people stay in a place where they can problem solve and, and not get their amygdala and adrenaline yep. fired up. Exactly. And there's a set of questions. I have heard you use these in, in uh, different things. You, you know, somebody comes in with their hair on fire or sky is falling <laughs> and, and you'll say something along the lines of, is anybody hurt? Uh, and, and so what is that dialogue that, that you run? So, through? so I, I, you know, I try to make sure that the leader keeps perspective. Right. So I'll ask, you know, is all the blood still in the good guys? And they're like, yeah, like, okay. So why do we have an issue right now? Right. Let's walk through this. Yeah. Is everyone, is everyone fine? Yes. Okay. And, and it's just keeping that perspective. Right. It doesn't mitigate the situation, right? But it's also, you know, it's, I mean, you look at like the situations we're in, um, like for instance, if it's raining, ah, oh, this is rain. Okay, it's horrible, it's cold. Like we're not sleeping in it. Okay, like you just keep perspectives. And I, 
So it goes back to being from Wimber, so a small coal mining town. I remember I was shoveling snow right in front of my Aunt Norris, right in front of my Aunt Norris uh, uh, house, right? So it was like, I, I'm, I'm shoveling this a couple houses and there was an older bunch of Italians there. And um, Mr. Uh, Marino, okay, God rest his soul. I'm there shoveling and I'm sniveling. I'm a kid, right? I'm like 13, probably going to get like 50 cents, okay? And Mr. Marino walks by and he goes, are you okay? And I go, that's cold. He goes, you don't know cold until you fight the Germans in the Ardennes. And he walked up. And I remember that, right? That's like, he just shamed me into shoveling, right? <laughs> but it, it, it taught me perspective, right? You know, so, and keeping, keeping that perspective. That role of leadership, of helping people get the, the proper perspective, you know, yep. that, uh, that, okay, is anybody hurt? No. Is everybody yep. okay? Yes. All right. Well, that, then we've de-escalated. We're not yep. talking about that level of emergency. So what's actually happening here? Because when, you know, for, again, from a human perspective, if our adrenaline is taken over, if we're fired up in that fight or flight, we can't make the decisions and the problem solving. You got to be able to, to, to get control of that. And so from a leadership perspective, your ability to do that, I think is just vital. And that's why I have admired those questions well, and the well, way that you, you engage with folks that way, because it does help them take a breath, de-escalate, get their frontal cortex, get the front yep. of their mind back engaged. And now we can process and do some well, problem solving. Well, tying into that, David, I would also say, lift your chin up, right? You lift your chin up, take a deep breath, right? Let's talk through this. Okay. And then, and then you just walk through the scenario and then you go out and execute on that scenario. And so, but no, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. My wife would think otherwise, like if I, she'd be like, he freaks out, you know, on certain things. So. Uh, well, hey, that's the, that is the, well, you know, we always talk about land in the end with confidence and humility. That is the humility <laughs> part of the, the conversation here is we all have our buttons. Yes, we do. <laughs> hey, hey, while, we're, while we're talking, uh, Instagram just suspended our Let's Grow Leaders account for violating community guidelines. We're like, for publishing leadership content, like there, and I read the guidelines, there's no, and of course they have this and there's nothing you can do and it's unappealable, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I listen, you want to see me freak out? <laughs> I, I have to not think about it because it makes my blood boil. Just the pure injustice of it. I'm a calm, patient fellow and yep. it, it turns me rageful. <laughs> you know, we all have our buttons. We all have our exactly. things. Exactly. That's just fair. All right. Well, we're talking with Verge Palumbo. Uh, Verge is the president of organizational efficiency at K-Force. And, and Verge, uh, I know that you've taken on this role um, only recently, and you're very much uh, in the first few months of learning a whole new aspect of, of things. Um, what are you enjoying most about your work right now? Um, I'm enjoying being able to apply my experiences and expand uh, my thinking and then creating organizational value. And so to me, in, in, um, in simple terms, right, I am, I'm learning and I am attacking the, you know, the unknown unknowns where I'm, I'm learning and I'm walking into meetings and I'm trying to, and the narrative I have in my head is I'm, I'm attacking it uh, with the curiosity of a child, right? And, and, and then uh, at the same time, 
uh, I'm, I'm challenging, you know, some of my beliefs, right? Oh, well, this is how the organization should be. So those are the unknown knowns. So to me, uh, it has been, it's, I've been honored, okay, uh, you know, when Kai, Dave, uh, Dave and Joe had decided to transfer me over, I was honored for it. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. But so the biggest thing is really the challenge. <laughs> That's like, it's so challenging. <laughs> And to the, and the, the learning and the challenge, and I know listeners, you can't see Verge's eyes, but if you could see the fire in his eyes right now, <laughs> it's so fun, but that, that learning, and we know from the, the, all the studies about neuroplasticity and the way our brains yep. work and everything, like when we're in that state of continual learning, it keeps us fresh and young and, and energized, even yep. though it's work, it does do all those, those yep. things for us. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, listen, we've got just a few minutes left. So, uh, can I fire a couple of rapid fire questions at you? Go right ahead. All right. <laughs> This one might be the toughest that, that you get, but uh, give us a book, a book we might not have read. We got some leadership people listening to this show, but a, a book that we might not have read that you recommend, and it could be about leadership, life, what have you. Um, well, obviously, you know, it, uh, everyone's heard of the Bible. Okay, that would be the, the, the first. Uh, the second is Viktor Frankl, A Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, if, if you haven't read that to your listeners, um, I think it's, if it, it's it's one of the most powerful books I've read in my life. And I was going through a rough time, you know, and we all go through rough times in life and, you know, and, and searching for that meaning. And that book uh, to me is something you have to read and you have to stick with, right? Uh, because it goes through uh, uh, Viktor Frankl's experience in Dachau and it's dark, I mean, obviously, and, and, um, uh, and the Holocaust but you have to stick through, you have to read all, all the sections. So that would be the most powerful book that I've read. And I always recommend it to anybody um, that is going through some tough times or trying to get to the best version of themselves to read that book. Yeah. It's a powerful one. No yep. doubt. I, I, there are, you know, we don't have time to get into all the details, but boy, there are, there are elements of that book that I don't think a month or two goes by, right? Some of those images I'm not thinking about. Yes. Statements and the things that he challenges us to, to think about. Great recommendation. All right. Uh, on a much lighter note, favorite carbonated beverage? Uh, soda water. Soda water. All right. That's typically my go-to on an airplane as well. Refreshing yep. and crisp. There we go. All right. Uh, when you think of leadership advice that has been the most helpful to you in your career that we haven't already talked about. Okay one of the most helpful leader pieces of leadership advice that, that you have found very helpful throughout your life. Don't be afraid to say, I love you. Mm. And um, I can remember that several times. And so I've been able as, as a family, we're a very loving family. Right. Um, but to say to your, your, your people, Hey, I love you and mean it. Right. So um and like it, going back to previous, you know, with agape love, it's the highest form of love. Um, so that's that's what I would say. That'd be my best advice. Say it and live it. Yep, say it and live it. Um, and, the, and the other thing is, um, and this is more something I've learned along the way, you're not going undefeated in life. So you're going to get knocked down, okay? And it's cliche, you got to get back up, you know? But the bottom line is you're going to get knocked down. And, and so you're not, yeah, you expect it. Okay. Do everything you can to prepare for it. Okay. And, um, and so to me, it, it is, you're not going undefeated. And the last piece of advice I'd give ignorance is a choice, right? You can choose to be ignorant. 
right? There's, there's ways you got to educate yourself. It's your responsibility and anything that you're experiencing, somebody else's experience and you can learn from his or her experiences through many platforms. It doesn't have to be books or what have you, but ignorance is a choice. Mm. And it sounds like your recommendation obviously is make a different choice. Yes. Make it it's your <laughs> choice. And then, you know what, if whatever choice you, you choose, that's outside by, you know, that's outside by response. Okay. So how I respond to you is my choice. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So much good stuff. All right. E plus R equals O event plus response equals outcome. Get that perspective, genuine concern for the human beings on your team. That's what defines a, a human centered leader. Uh, maintaining our perspective when the sky seems to be falling. Is it really, is everybody hurt? Is everybody good? Uh, saying I love you and meaning it and living it. So, so much good stuff, Rich. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me here, David. And uh, give my best to Karen. It has been our pleasure. So you're going to get knocked down. Expect it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And we know that you're listening to this show, so you are not choosing ignorance. Listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, being the leader that you want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.